Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today's episode, we're talking about how to use clarity to be more connected with yourself and improve your business at the same time. Now, I am very excited to have my good friend, dear client, Gigi Burke, coming on as our guest expert. Gigi is a PhD passionate about helping you embody your wildest dreams and deepest desires. She works in the intimacy, career, and high-performance spaces, helping ambitious midlife women deepen their connections, get unstuck, and move with more ease into a career unapologetically doing what they love and supports them having a happy, healthy life. Now, today's episode, we are diving in deep about this concept of clarity and the top constraints that are blocking you from getting clear. So I want you to be ready with your paper and and pen. There's so much that we unpack inside of today's episode, but if I could pare it down to just a few key nuggets that I think you're going to just be blown away with. Number one, what she had to master in order to never feel like she had to sell. Um, There is a critical thing that Gigi had to learn in order to get over this hurdle for herself. Uh, I can't wait for you to, to learn what that is. She shares with us the top three constraints that get in the way of clarity with practical steps in order to help you get clear immediately and why she says the world needs you now, not when you're perfect. What a humdinger of a line, right? There's this and so much more waiting for you on the other side. Let's dive right on in. Gigi, I am so excited about speaking with you today, sharing your light with the world because I have just loved and adored working with you, supporting you. And this topic that you selected is super, super helpful. Uh, You know, how to get clarity without the constraint in your business. So tell us a little bit about your, your business journey, right? Because I think this topic is so relevant to so many of us, no matter where we are in our business journey. So take us back to when we first, when I guess right before we first met, uh, what was going on for you in your business? Because I know things now look very different, but maybe walk us back a little bit and tell us what, what your journey has been like. I, well, thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited. Wow, that is a great place to start because prior to connecting with you and working with you, I had just, it was just on the heels of another major disappointment. And I went to possibly work with a marketing and sales coach. You know, I went to, you get invited to go to events. So it was a four day, you know, it was a four day event, you know, dive a little deeper, get some clarity, so on and so forth. And then they make you an offer to work with them. And I was really excited to meet this individual and work with them. Because, you know, I followed their work. And in fact, I was mentored by somebody who also followed their work. 
However, unfortunately, the experience just didn't match with my expectations. So um, essentially, you know, there's a there was just a lot of things that didn't sit right with me. And I don't want to say that it was it's horrible and that, you know, she's horrible or they're horrible. It just didn't connect. And at that point, I just was confused. I don't know what I'm going to do. I had a lot of ideas. Yes, I am that multi-passionate person. Uh, hey, I admit it. I started out with one idea and then I kind of bounced around a couple of ideas. And yeah, so I was just feeling really stuck, really confused. I still hadn't gotten any real traction in my business. I had done a few things, but nothing that was really giving me really traction. So overall, just feeling really deflated. And that was at the point where I started to question, okay, should I even continue along this path? Or should I just kind of go back to getting a job? And I was doing other things to make money at the time. So, you know, I was bringing money in. But what I enjoyed about that, it was freelance work, and I can work on my schedule. And that was great, because it gave me the opportunity to focus on building the business. But I got to the point where I really had to say, okay, you know, how, how much is this viable? Can I continue to do this? Should I continue to do this? Because I just wasn't having any success. I felt all over the place. I really went to this event excited, hoping, wow, I'll come back with some answers and maybe some additional help. And none of that happened. So it was maybe three weeks later. And there was a podcast by Khadija Yansani, a business coach, and you were on it. And I'm, you know, I listened into a couple and then sales coach. And I thought, oh, because I had just had a bad experience with a sales coach. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like flash. I roll when you said sales coach. I was like, I roll. Okay, yeah, whatever. As if I hadn't heard that before. But then right in those first few minutes with the things that you said. Then all of a sudden, I was like, when you said sales as a service, and I thought, huh, this is different. Okay, this might be worth listening to. So I listened, and I really, yeah, the message, and I thought, oh, wow, finally, somebody who gets it, because part of my frustration was, you know, meeting salespeople, but it just felt like I was pushing, and I was being manipulative. And even with this person that I wanted to work with, you know, I don't want to say that it's intentional, but with this individual, I got a bit of a bait and switch vibe off of them. And I really didn't like that. And I thought, this is not who I am. This is not who I want to be. I, you know, I have a background in retail and I hated retail for that reason, because it's very manipulative. It's, you know, they just want to make the sale, make the sale, make the sale. And I often clashed a lot with the people that I worked in in retail because that wasn't who I was and it wasn't how I sold. And so when I heard your message, I thought, oh, wow, she gets it. Okay, let me find out more. So then you mentioned Sales Mastery Society. And I'm like, oh, and it was closed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get on the wait list. I'm going to get on the wait list. And then as soon as this is open again, so I stayed on the lookout. <laughs> and then I got on the wait list. Yeah, you were you were so fast because all of a sudden you sprung out of nowhere and then you you joined and it, the timing of it just happened to be right around the corner from when we reopened the doors and you were in like a flash and I thought I have no idea where you came from. Yeah, when I see somebody like you and I want to work with you, 
I pay attention and I'm like, okay, I'll get on your mailing list. And then if I see and I'll pay attention because you get inundated with a lot of email. But if I know it's somebody, okay, let me see what they may have going on. I make sure to pay special attention (laughs) to that. Yeah. And if if nothing else, right, for everybody who's listening, and I know we've had conversations about this too, Gigi, for your own business is that I know that sometimes it feels like all the things are so busy and it becomes all the things. But I, I love the fact that you just highlighted that there are folks like you and me, because I'm the same way, that when you really deeply resonate with somebody, when you really speak the language of their truth, that you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm missing out on sales because I'm not available or because this isn't an offer that is ongoing or whatever the case may be, that people who really want to work with you will take the time and the effort to seek you out. And here's the thing, email marketing, it works. (laughs) I'm proof of that. (laughs) I am proof of that. I will follow, like I said, and you know, you can categorize your messages, but mark the ones that are important so you know where to pay attention to so it does work it does work so I yeah that was a decision and I have to say that was one of the best decisions because I was you know I knew I wasn't completely ignorant of sales but there was so much more that I needed to learn and more importantly it was a total shift in how I approach sales and unfortunately it's just the way I came up and I think it's the way a lot of us have been exposed to sales like um this go, 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 these high pressure. And, and, and yes, I've dealt with coaches who sold to me like that and I didn't like it. And that was some of the training that I had around it. And none of that just felt right to me. So for the longest time I said, okay, what's off here. And at first I thought it was me. I'm like, okay, why am I not getting it? But then I realized this is not me. This is not who I am. And this is not how I want to approach sales. I love that. And I mean, here's the thing. I always say, uh, if you are a living, breathing human being, and you have a heart, and you have a heart to help others, you have everything that you need in order to be able to sell well. Right? I mean, yes, there is a strategy and a methodology and just behaviors that you can improve upon. But at the at the core of it, we don't like none of us comes out of the womb, like buy my thing. It's <laughs> That would freak out most mothers, right? But but at the end of the day, if you really want to serve people, if you can lead conversations, if you can be a leader in your own business, then you have everything that you need in order to be able to sell. And I think as long as you're clear on the value that you provide, and I love that we're going to talk more about, you know, clarity and really making sure that things don't feel stuck for us because I I love the fact that you shared that's where that's where you felt in your business right and so regardless of of where you are right now in your own business just know that it is possible for you without having to push because none of the work that we've done has really been about Mm -hmm. kind of barreling through or just push your way through or think your way out of this or or the opposite you know just sit and pray and do these affirmations Gigi and all of a sudden you're going to turn into a rock star uh, salesperson. And I'll share a secret. Neither of those approaches work. <laughs> it doesn't, it may appear and you know, some people maybe in the short term, it might appear to work, but it's not sustainable. Even if you had some success with it, it's not sustainable. So 
you know, I was really stuck between those two points. I'm like, no, this push, 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 or just sit back, like you said, and okay, let me just pray and stay open and let me, the law of attraction, let me stay open and let it come. And I'm like, no, I already knew that neither of those were working. So I had to find the medium that would work best for me. And most important to me is I want to be able to sleep well at night. That is, that's just who I am. So if it doesn't feel right for me, I am not going to do it. I mean, that, that is my, that is, that is, I have my limits. And as much as I would love to work with someone or I would want someone to purchase something from me, not under those circumstances, because I have to sleep well at night. A hundred percent, right? It's all about doing this with integrity. So walk us forward. What does it mean for you to be able to master the sales game? You know, for me, the term mastery, it means just being able to, you know, yes, it's a game, but it's really more just being able to connect with people. It's an art Mm -hmm. form to me, being able to connect with people and to master the sales game. You're in fact, not really selling at all, because if you're doing all the other stuff, right, you really don't have to sell. Um, For example, you know, when I finally finally, finally made my first sale ever. I didn't even have, I didn't even pitch. None of that happened. It was a conversation and it was finding out more about her, my client. And before I didn't even have to say, well, I have this offer. It was, how do I work with you? And from there, she was like, okay, send me the payment link. And at first, yeah, I almost did that thing and talked myself, talked. I was like, because at first you can't believe that someone's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah send me the payment link. I want to work with you. And I said, well, let me make sure that she's really right for this. But she was. But part of that that came up was like, oh, shoot, did that really just happen? Did someone really just say, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I will pay you what you No price haggling, no nothing. I said, this is my price. Okay. And it was what that this really just happened to me. Yeah, it really did. And sent the payment link. She went ahead and paid. And then, you know, we got started, but it was, wow, that feeling of, and it was no, it was no sales. It was sales, but it wasn't sales is the best way I can say that in terms of mastering the sales game. So being able to really, truly just find out what it is that people, you know, what is it that they really want? What is it that they need? And being okay with saying, no, I don't think I'm the best person or this isn't the best offer. I love that. I love that. And I love that you gave us so many tips around how it's really worked for you, right? Like the the practical things. So if you could give a word of advice Mm -hmm. back to your former self, right? Um, What would that, that one piece be around, around sales? Because you, you shared that kind of negative experience, your, your past kind of stories, which side note, I was in retail, had same, same sort of experience. So I, I know that we keep finding all these different hidden points of connection. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could go back and, you know, just remind your, your past self, what would be one piece of advice that might also be helpful to somebody who's listening right now? You know, I just start talking to people. I, I know that sounds really simple, but you get so caught up in your messaging and, your website, and I have to have this piece and that piece and so many pieces that you have to have aligned. Just start talking to people, just talk to people. 
And don't worry about having all of that in place. Don't worry if you don't have a website. Don't worry if your message isn't 100% clear. Just start talking to people. I love it. Because here's the thing, right? I always say it's um, it starts with the connection. And if you, if you are in business because you just want to own a lot of clicks, you're probably in the you're in it for the wrong reasons because yeah. there's very few businesses that are successful simply without talking to anybody. Because even if you are doing uh, like a strictly e-commerce, you have to negotiate vendor relationships, your shipping and manufacturing, like all kinds of business discussions. So you still have to have conversations with people. <laughs> you do. Right. And ultimately you're selling to your and yes, you will use the term sales, but, and yes, it's a conversation, but ultimately you're dealing with the person. So I did get caught up in all of that stuff. Oh my God, my website has to be this because somebody said, you have to have a digital presence. You have mm. to, your social media, you've got to have these things in place. You, you have to know your offer hundred percent. Here's a secret. When I made my first sale, I didn't have that offer hundred percent carved out. I had, you know, I had the foundation of it. But specifically how I would take her there, I knew the general foundational pieces, but I did not have every single step lined out. But I was able to say, okay, you know, based on what she told me. And, and then when I said, yes, I can help her with this. I said, these are the things that we'll do together. So, and it just happened. A lot of that stuff happened in process I did not have, you know, this, you know, I didn't have, you know, some people, the way they approach, you know, coaching and counseling is that you fill out these questionnaires, introduce myself, you do all this pre-work up front. I had no pre-work for her other than just a few things. And a lot of that, because I really wanted to dive deeper, I did an intake with her. I did not just send her a thing and say, okay, do this before we meet. I did it while we were meeting because Number one, you know, I hadn't done it before. So I said, you know, there are a couple things that I wanted to kind of get in place too. So it was an opportunity for me to do that. But plus, I got so much out of just doing that as opposed to saying, fill out this questionnaire, that now I like to do that with everybody. Use one of those sessions to just intake with them. And, and you know, it was, you know, coming from a counseling background, that's how I started my sessions anyway, was the first session was always an intake. So those are things as you're doing it, these things will come clearer to you. And as you know, what, what really sticks out for me is you just don't know until you know. So I love it. I love it. You don't know until you know, and the only way you're going to know is if you do it. I love that. Mm -hmm. And well, and um, I know that even inside of my uh, Create Your Irresistible Offer program, um, that really, I mean, the, <laughs> the hardest part of that particular program is kind of letting go of, I don't need to have all of the details of the offer worked out. And I love the fact that you just reinforce that again by saying, I just needed to really have solid what I was going to what I was going to create for them, but knowing that I could create that with them and giving yourself permission to do that and utilizing what felt really good and authentic for you. And I think that's our perfect launching pad to step into kind of what, what we're going to dive in a little bit deeper with today's topic, which is really about how to get clarity without the constraint in your business. And I think, I mean, everything that you've already shared so far, Gigi, it really speaks to the fact that 
uh, you have a certain level of authority and expertise in doing this, right? Because I think so many uh, could have quit and, and they have quit. I mean, the stats show that it's an astronomical number, right? It's way north of 75% of small businesses uh, fail within the first year. Yeah. And then there's still a high number that fail within the first three years. And there's a number of reasons, but I would say that from my experience and probably from yours, that a lot of it stems from this, this lack of clarity, this lack of clarity and this lack of being able to make it feel easy, even in the face of hardship or difficulty, because let's face it, this journey of entrepreneurship and being a business owner, it is a roller coaster ride. And that even with some consistency and stability, there's still this like, oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) up and down, get used to the uncertainty and that, and that's what I would also say. And even with the clarity, get used to the uncertainty because yeah, it's it's not it, even even getting clarity is not a clear is not a clear path or a clear journey to getting clarity. So yeah, it's a roller coaster ride. It's up, it's down. It's that twisty, that reverse thing that they do at amusement parks. All the stuff that'll make you reach for the trash can once the ride is over. That's yeah, I know, right? So can you walk us through what do you find is maybe like the top three constraints that Ooh. tend to to keep us yes. stuck from from being able to be clear. And you know that is the perfect one. We'll just the roller coaster journey and the first one that I see, you know, from the lead in from what we were just talking about, the first thing that I see not only with the people that I've worked with but just with myself is that they're treating clarity as an absolute destination instead of this is a journey and it's going to have a lot of twists and turns and even when you know the fog starts to clear, so to speak, because that's what clarity can feel like, that you're just in this dense fog and you cannot see your way through. There's no path. Even when it starts to clear a little bit, there'll still be some fog in other areas too. So it is a journey, not a destination. Treat it as a journey. Treat it. It's got twists and it's got turns. So that is the first thing I see a lot with this process of getting clarity. The second thing is the imposter syndrome. This comes up so much, some version of I am not enough or who am I to do this? And I know, you know, you had mentioned this at one point when we were working and I know one of your missions is to eradicate that altogether. Yeah, like kind of like a virus, get rid of <laughs> get rid of it altogether. I would love to see that too. What I have discovered though, and I am all for kicking imposter syndrome to the curb, but it comes up in some form or fashion every time you're taking on something new, every time you're stepping into something uncertain. It's not that it will ever completely go away, but you can do things to minimize that so that it doesn't take over you. But it stops a lot of people from going any further in the process, being especially when they look uh, you know, if they start out like I did and, you know, the advice that you get, well, who are your competitors? And you see what they're doing. And we tend not to understand that, okay, these people have been doing it for a while. It's okay. And then we think, oh my gosh, who am I to be able to do this? They are doing X, Y, and Z. They have X number of people. They've already got this field covered. What is it that I can possibly offer to it? that stops a lot of people cold 
and it's sad. And it affected me at some point too. I'll be honest. It kind of stopped me. I had a lot of stops and starts because I experienced that. So that just breaks my heart when I see that because the world is missing out on what you have to offer. And it's a hard one to break. It's a hard one to break, especially with all the messages. And then the third one ties directly in, you know, takes off from the second one, which is shiny objects. It's and part of it is stemming from, uh oh, you know, I, you hit an edge because, uh oh, is it I'm not good enough or I'm bored or maybe it could be enough is enough. It could be any number of those things. But the shiny object syndrome and unfortunately, we live and work in times that unknowingly encourage that with all the access to technology, with the messages that we're getting about how to live and to work if we want to be successful at it it easily encourages the shiny object because we all want the same thing and we all want the best path that's going to get us there. And yeah, if we can do that with the least amount of resistance, why not? And so shiny objects may appear to offer that, but in the long run, they really don't. Yeah. I love this. Um, I love this last point. Well, I love them all really. Right. Cause I mean, <laughs> They are all super important, but I, I love what you just touched on here, right? That it may or may not appear to be as it seems. So it's, you know, it's like in the, um, in our rear view mirrors or the side and it says object may or may not appear the size that it seems, right? And it's, this is what yeah. you just touched on here with this shiny object. So how do we, because we want to help you really understand the journey that this is a marathon, not just a sprint. We're in it for the long race, but at the same time, just like what you had shared, that clarity is part of the journey. It's not the absolute end. Mm -hmm. The other piece is that um, when we think about both imposter syndrome and shiny object syndrome, that these are things that are not one and done, right? Like they, they come and they go, they come and they go. So given that, how do we, how can we see or get better discernment around, like, is this a real thing? Like, is this something that I should be pushing through? Or is this something that I should be like laying off the gas pedal a little bit and just kind of coasting? Ah, yeah. So one technique and this, this, you know, all the stuff I'm suggesting, I'll just put the, I'll just put the disclaimer on it. In theory, it is simple, but it's some of the hardest stuff to do. <laughs> so just getting present with it. The mistake that, you know, the mistake we make with trying to deal with this is we try and push ahead with this blind optimism. And then we bypass instead of really saying, okay, what is really going on here? So when you're coming up with coming up against some version of I am not enough, what's really happening here? And I would say sit with that and really invite that in and allow that to come in. What's really happening? Is it true that I'm not good enough? Where is that coming from? And a question that I started asking myself recently, because you go through this every single time. And even as I think about, okay, what are some different things that I want to do? And how do I integrate a direction that I'm looking to move in into the work that I'm doing? The question I had to start asking myself is, what assumption or assumptions am I making that's really driving how I'm seeing this? And then questioning 
those assumptions and getting at the heart of those assumptions because really imposter syndrome and even shiny object syndrome, there's an assumption underlying both of those. And the sooner we can get to that and really flesh out what it is, then we can start to work our way out of it because it'll come, it comes and it goes, but you just, I mean, the questions, it's the question and then what's underneath that. So what's at the heart of the shiny object syndrome? What's at the heart of the imposter? What are the assumptions that we're making about it? Mm, I love that, right? Because I think the natural tendency is for us to just kind of either push it down and hope that it just goes away. Like, dang it, just, or, or, or to push through and power through it like a bulldozer and we don't really have a chance to kind of sit with it and see where, where is that coming from? And what are some of the things that might be popping up as a result of what's just been triggered in that moment? And it is uncomfortable to do that. It takes time. It is messy, right? Emotions are Mm -hmm. messy. Facts are very, they're very straightforward. And, And the truth of it is that with some of these things that we're doing, especially as it relates to being stuck or having that feeling of, I don't know what to do next, or I just don't know what's what's happening. You know, that just uh like, and I I just imagine the the head with the the question marks all over <laughs> like a cartoon head, right? And you're just wondering like, hmm, what do I do next? Or you just you've you've tried a million different things and nothing seems to be clicking. And you again, we we go back to what you had shared in your story, right? With I which I think a lot of us can resonate to that experience and what you just shared, because it's very relatable that you kind of feel like, is there something wrong with me? Like, why is, why is this keep happening? Why can't I get out of this mess and really going a little bit deeper? And that takes courage and that takes time, right? And it's scary. I mean, it is really scary and you have to, you know, and a lot of times we approach clarity from the neck up. (laughs) or what they call a very masculine approach to it, that go, 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 go. Part of this process is we're going to have to drop down Mm -hmm. further and, you know, come at it. You know, you hear the word feminine. People have heard that a lot. It has nothing to do with gender. It's just where Mm -hmm. that energy is sitting, how, how that's running through you, what parts of you are you allowing yourself to access. And with the feminine, it comes in, you're connecting at your core. You have to allow it in, open it up. And surprisingly, what I discovered as I got into that, because that was one of the things that really helped me to get clarity was I had to come out of my head and I had to go down further and access beyond. But that is the place where the ideas pop up, the creativity, all of that happens. And then the masculine, it directs that. So if you're using them the right way, you let that, you drop, let go of it. And then it starts to formulate. And a good example of this is if you've ever had an idea or a problem, something, it's just, oh my God, I can't, I can't get around it. I can't get around it. And this used to happen to me a lot and I never understood why, but I would be stuck on a problem and try as I might, I could not think my way through it. The solution, I would sit at a desk for hours, you know, taking notes, trying to mind map and do all these things and nothing was happening. And then when I wasn't thinking about it anymore, when I was doing something completely different, yeah. solutions came to me. <laughs> and that happens because we have to let go and come out of our head. And if you're willing to come out of your head and you're engaged in different parts and you're allowing different parts of you to help you out with this, 
that's when it happens. I love that. Well, and because so often when I'm, uh, you know, talking to clients, a lot of it is about surrender and having that detachment, right? And I think sometimes it becomes hard. It's just like you said, it's, they're simple, but they sometimes are harder to do consistently because we get in our own way. We, we, kind of start to to doubt or create uncertainty and the concept of just being able to let go and to create the space to do something more fun to just Mm -hmm. care but also not care at the same time right like not to have so much Mm -hmm. connection to oh my gosh this this means I'm a failure if that person doesn't say yes that it allows for that magical space to open up and for our true intentions and that inner voice or that inner knowing for me, you know, it's God that speaks to me and saying like, Psst, hey. Gigi, did you forget about me? And, and, and being able <laughs> at, right. And being able to then when, when it also shows up that you can have trust and faith that, wow, maybe that's what I was seeking or searching for all along and to honor that and to be able to then move forward with a lot more clarity and more confidence. So walk us through a little bit because I love this this concept that you brought up here, Gigi, right? Like this idea of letting go. So mm-hmm. if somebody is really struggling because they are very maybe left brain, more masculine energy, more like dominant type of results focused type of personality, who may be struggling with this idea of how, how to let go or how to embody more of that feminine or that creative spirit and knowing that we we're all a balance of, of the two different types. What's an exercise that we could do right now? Like right now, as we're listening and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm overthinking on this. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. How could we actually just release and surrender so that we can feel what it's like to just let go? Okay. Here's what I'm going to recommend. Simple, very, very simple that you can do, dance. Ooh, I love it. Dance. And um, there was a song a long time ago, I Hope You Sit It Out or Dance, I Hope You Dance. And yeah, but dancing, and you know, I have a, I come from a dancing background and I've always been physical and active. So when I'm doing something, when I move, if you dance or move, Mm -hmm. just any movement, but not structured movement. That's Mm. the key. You don't, don't worry about, oh my gosh, is it right? Or is it structured? Or is it just move, let other parts of your body, you can put on some music if you want, but just, you could do that. Just do that. Um, Another one, which is, you know, if if you've done any kind of embodiment work, it's a body check-in with yourself. And it's real, you know, to do it. There are different versions of it. So you really can't mess it up because there are different ways you can do it. But it's really a chance to get into your body. And so if you're sitting or standing, you want to, you can start with your feet and just feeling in the different parts. And you're not judging. You just feel, okay, what does that feel like? And no, you're not even playing with the question. You're not doing any of that. You're just connecting into your body. Work your way up. Okay, where, okay, what do my legs feel like? What do my kneecaps feel like? What do my hips feel like? All ask yourself and just keep going all the way up. Some people call it body scanning, is another term that, you know, another approach to it. But you're just connecting in. 
Um, I know you asked me for one, but there, there really isn't one. It's whatever. And I really want to just at least some options for how you want to do it, but you can just, you know, you know, if you're sitting down, what does your buns feel like in the seat? Is it heavy? Mm. You know, is it not heavy? Just keep going all the way through your body. Are there any places in your body that feel tight Mm -hmm. or they feel hot or cold, anything or feel tense, not tense. And then if you're not feeling anything, that's okay too. People think something's wrong. If they're not feeling anything, that's feedback. Yeah. That's feedback. So no, don't dismiss that. If you're not feeling anything. I love question that too. Um, Being in nature, Mm. being in nature, taking, you know, if you can get to a place like I live in a place, I'm very fortunate. I live in a place where I have birds and other kinds of animals. So I walk around and it's just really relaxing. But if you can just walk around, tune in, all of those things will help you. And that, that is the stuff, believe it or not, that if you're stuck with a problem or you don't know some, just, you know, connect in with your body because there is a wisdom there that's been there since the beginning of time. So the answers are there. I love it. Well, and I, you know, I love what you uh, shared with us. So many great suggestions, right? Like dance or move your body. If you have judgment around dancing, listen, just jump up and down, uh, you know, just get the blood flowing. Cause I think this is where sometimes we get so stuck, especially if you are working in any kind of like a more traditional office style job where we're, over the computer or on our phones, you get really cramped and stuck in your in your posture, and even just taking a deep, yeah. a deep belly breath, right, like all the way through. I use the body scan; it's part of my pain management, and so I love the fact ah. that you mentioned that because I think again, it's about just just noticing, right? Just noticing where this shows up in your body. Being in nature, I also love being in water, so. Go take a shower or soak in a bath, right? Because I think there's something magical about water because all life flows from water. And so being able to go back to to the original sources is there's, at least for me, it unlocks something. It just creates such um, a a peacefulness. Yeah, serenity for sure. I think I was a fish in my previous life because I enjoy (laughs) the water too. Me too. I love it. (laughs) I love it. But anything you can do... There are so many different approaches. Um, You know, I do teach a class nonlinear movement method, and it's designed to do just that, just whatever's going through you, you know, work it through. There's no right or wrong way when it comes to, and we're talking about essentially embodiment or being in your body. There is no right or wrong way to do this. There are so many different approaches that you can do. So I would encourage you to get clarity and to open yourself up, tap into that, find what works for you and start incorporating it because you need that in addition to your head, you need the rest of your body. 
you know, let, you know, it wants to help. We, you know, we just don't allow it to help us out, but let it help because guess what? It's got some things that it can tell us. Exactly. And so I, I love the suggestions here. Um, Gigi, would you say that doing these pieces, right? Cause we talked about the three biggest constraints, the things that tend mm-hmm. to keep us stuck and preventing us from moving forward with clarity. We've talked about, you know, how do we, how do we start to get that ball rolling? If, especially if we we're feeling really, really stuckness in our body, Um, so what would you suggest for us in order to start moving in the path of clarity? Like, let's say right now I have taken some of those steps and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, my inner knowing, like the the wisdom's just not coming. And I, I still feel like I'm searching for that, that bit of clarity that feels like right now it would be the kind of the magic bullet. And we okay. know that that's not the case, but right now I'm searching for this thing. I really am trying to get more clear. What's one thing that you could recommend that would be helpful for me to kind of get over the hump to get turn around the corner? Yeah. So one thing is, you know, we tend to be unidirectional and how we mm. approach clarity and that's, you can jump in, jump in. And by that, I mean, you don't, maybe you don't know what the problem is that you solve, but maybe, you know, okay, I like art. Maybe you don't know what you want to do with art yet, but you know, you like art. You don't know how that looks, but you know, this is what you like. Start right there. Maybe, you know, you like working with kids. You don't know what you want to do with them. I'm sure parents will very much appreciate you. (laughs) Um, You don't know what you want to do with them, but you know, you like working with kids. So with that, It does not have to be because this is another thing that I see a lot and I've been a victim of it too, is the frameworks to get clarity. There's so many different frameworks and each person has, you know, their own framework for helping people. And none of that is inherently bad. All of that can be helpful. But what tends to happen is people get so stuck. Oh my God, I've got to do it this way. I've got to do it this way. For example, when I first started out and one of the coaches that I was working with, she had a very specific process for helping people to get clear. Well, I came up with what I wanted to work with, but the feedback to me was, okay, yeah, this is good, but you didn't use my framework to figure that out. And I thought, wait, wait, but you just acknowledged that, (laughs) yeah, you understood, but because I didn't use that specific process and that's when I said, whoa, if you don't know what the problem is, if you don't know who the person is, or if you don't even know, you know, what the solution is yet, that's okay. Just start with, I know I like art or I know I like kids. Where do you want to go from there? And then use that as a springboard and then start talking to people about it. And another thing is you don't have to wait until you have all this data to begin to move. It's what I like to, you know, it's a term from uh, you know adult learning, it's called action research, action learning. You learn and you do. So you're collecting information at the same time as you're doing stuff. That's another mistake I see people make with getting clarity. For example, with market research, yes, it's important, but you don't have to wait until you've talked to all 28 people before <laughs> you move. If you start seeing something or something comes up, yes, start working with it sooner. Yes right? Because I think this is where I love this. And I love what you just shared there. And, and guys, if you are struggling with this, Gigi has an amazing resource, it'll be linked up in the show notes for you below, where you can get um, where you can actually 
figure out how to create clarity, right? So it, it's going to be a, a, a resource. Gigi will tell us about that in just a second here. But I mean, I had a client who was working with me and she really was feeling very stuck. And I had suggested to her, which I will say that she wasn't quite ready to, uh, I don't feel like I can quite do this yet, but she, she loves art. She's an artist and and I am so thrilled for her. So Hazel, if you're listening to this, Hazel, I'm giving you a shout out right now because she has been, she's taken the plunge. She finally took the leap of faith and said to the heck with it. I am just going to do what I love and bring people along the journey. And that's what I had encouraged her to do uh, quite some time ago. And she finally pulled the trigger and said, life is too short. I am going to do the thing already. And so she's been painting these amazing beautiful, brilliant paintings. And they have been selling like hotcakes. Like people have been able to open up a little bit of hazel wow. to put on their walls. She is thrilled. They are thrilled. She gets to be paid doing what she really loves, sharing a gift that God has provided to her that she just is over the moon about. And I think this is where what your advice to us has been super helpful, right? Like, yes, there's this woo-woo emotional piece, which is very important. And guys, sales is 80% mindset. Because I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of strategic and tactical stuff that I share on, on the show, right? At the end of the day, I can't force you to do anything that you don't want to do, that you don't believe that you can do, that you don't know and understand would be a benefit for you. And a lot of times it's because there's a disbelief around around clarity and or that there is this like clunkiness, even if you are clear. And so I love that you just shared that with us, Gigi. Jump in. Don't wait until you have all the data, because here's the thing, even for scientists, I have a client who's a scientist background right now. And and I said, at some point, you just got to call it, right? At some point, you just have to say, that's enough. It's enough. That's enough is enough. (laughs) And, you know, coming from a research background, we call that saturation. And you'll, you know, but I know, particularly when I was working on research, I didn't even wait to get saturated because a theme hit as I was (laughs) researching. And I thought, this is it. And my entire, and that's another thing. If you're looking for the answers, I got so excited and so lit up and the energy and the passion was so there. I was like, this is it. This is it. Okay. And and then what do I need to do with this? So I still continue to collect data, but there is a point where, you know, even as you're, you know, trying to get clarity, trying to figure out, you will see similar questions, the same things coming up over and over again, you'll get saturated with it. So you don't want to wait until you get saturated. If something resonates and it really clicks, go for it right then and there. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, all it means is that it didn't work. I love it. And that was the toughest. Um, One of the best quotes I have around this and any time or two of them, anytime, you know, I get stuck because I go through my moments too. And there's a local radio show host uh, who hosts the local jazz station where I live. Just besides having, wow, a great voice, he always gives these nuggets of wisdom. And one thing that he said as I was driving is the world needs you now, Mm. not when you're perfect. Wow. Say that again, Gigi. The world needs you now, not when you're perfect. And the show is called Morris in the Morning, but it's a local jazz station, but 
when he said that and I was driving, wow, I, I had to hit the brakes, pull over without causing an accident and whip out my notebook and write that one down. It, that is amazing, right? That is amazing. I'm, I'm, I hope everybody, that's a writer downer, guys. The world needs you now, not when you're perfect. And here's the thing, perfect is not real. So we are constantly evolving. It has been a journey. I have so enjoyed being on this part of the journey with you, Gigi. I'm so grateful that we have been able to connect and that I've been able to help you in, in any way with your business and your success. And this has been such an amazing show. Guys, if you need Gigi, which... Hello, who doesn't need a Gigi in their life? But if if you are looking for more clarity, if you are looking to enhance your performance, if you are looking to maneuver some of those pivots and, and changes that are happening in your life, I'm going to encourage you to reach out. So the, the resource, Gigi, where can we find the resource? And for folks that want to stay connected to you, so all the links will be below as well. Okay. But Gigi, what's the best way for people who are looking for more information on how to work with you or how to stay connected to you? What should they be uh, doing to, to do so? You know, the best way, get on my email list. I mean, because I connect weekly with people through there. I'm always sending something. You'll hear from me. I will not stalk you, I promise. But you will always hear from me through there. But if you just go to gigiburke.com and the also the freebie, the gift that Susan mentioned, it will be right there on the homepage. You click on that and you will get access to it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you so much. And guys, if you, so I'm going to challenge everybody, right? Because I love issuing an action item from every single episode that we do. Today's action item is for you to take some time to do one of the suggestions that Gigi had provided to us. So whether that's uh, dancing or moving your body, uh, Mm -hmm. doing that body check or scan, being out in nature. I have thrown out the suggestion of being in water. Listen, if you're going to be in water, we don't need the picture or the tag. But if you're doing any of the other stuff, please go ahead and tag us on social media, right? If you're going to go and do one of these activities to just help you uh, tap into that creative zone to allow yourself to create some space to get clear and to help you move past some of that uncertainty that might be happening in your life, in your relationships, in your business, so that you're able to reconnect more deeply with yourself. Thank you so much, Gigi, for coming. Um, This has been such a pleasure. And for those of you that are looking for more help and you want to join Sales Mastery Society, you can come on over to salesmasterysociety.com. Or if you are looking to create your irresistible offer, you can go down below and the link will be in the show notes for you to grab that program as well. So thanks so much. And we will talk to you again in our next episode.